Podcast time. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to another episode of The Rant Podcast. Yes. Zachary. Is it The Rant? Is it, or the Hanging, rant, out, with hanging out with Microphones. That's another like, name. Was that Wait. a joke that became a thing? Or? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, I said it and I was like, that sounds pretty good. And then I think we all agreed. Yeah, that sounds cool. If, if somebody messages We might have all been us, high, though. If somebody messages Maybe. us that we should change our name, we'll consider it. And that also means that people are still listening. So, <laughs> Yeah. We so need, if you we message need the audience. Us, or, or maybe they'll listen. Or you can saw- message us not to change our name, too. That's fine, too. Just no. message us. I was going to say, <laughs> please. Maybe, the, please. <laughs> maybe we need to change our name so they do listen. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe Watch me re-brand. just message. You guys get a message from me. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> we got a message, guys. We have to change it. We know it's manic because they'll start with "Hi." You know, I know we get <laughs> listeners because I get the emails for like, "Hey, this is how your episodes are doing." I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I yeah, I, I we haven't been doing too too great, but our last couple episodes got like I think like like for like, being inconsistent like as hell, we're doing okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it like, was like oh, we're still getting downloads. But yeah. We got our diehard fans. All right. So, Amanda, what what are we doing today? We have some topics that we have been sitting on for who knows how long. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping them nice and warm. Yeah. We're going to talk about the A24 film, Talk to Me, as okay. we venture into the spooky season. Okay. And then we're going to talk nice. about all of our Ghibli movie experiences, since we've all been on that journey right now. Yeah. Burning yeah. through them. Studio Ghibli. Yeah, we got Chris to watch a bunch of them too. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually, I enjoyed them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's start with that. Should we start off with that? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do it. All yeah, right. Studio Ghibli. So, Chris, like starting with you, I guess. Like, what? So, y- you watched a bunch recently. Which ones did you watch? I watched Howl's Floating Castle. Okay, that, that was great. I watched. Um, oh, I, I think it's the Earth and the Sea or something like that. It's Tales like, oh, Tales sea. of Earth Sea or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, yeah, that yeah. One. The dragon one. Yeah. Then yeah. I watched the one with Mark Hamill where he's the the villain. Yeah. Castle in the Sky. Castle in the Sky. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then I watched uh, Porco Rosso. Porco oh, Rosso. Yes, with Porco Michael Rosso. Keaton. Michael Keaton, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was like, that's Michael Keaton. That's such a yeah. That's, by, that's my favorite Batman's one. a pig. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> He's a pig. No, but he is a pig. He is a pig. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Porco Rosso. But yeah, that was my favorite one, actually. Porco Rosso? Yeah, that was my Dude. favorite one. I like how all the pirates are like... <laughs> <laughs> at the end i don't know it was just funny it's they're just all like funny. simping over like the the dude's granddaughter yeah because <laughs> yeah. she like she makes airplanes and they're all air pirates yeah so she's like this engineering genius who could like you know makes uh porco rosso's like plane upgraded more than anybody else's and all that mm-hmm. stuff well you guys all know but yeah yeah but yeah i, I liked how they were all they were all simping over yeah. there and, like, <laughs> yeah. i feel yeah. like that one's like his most like light-hearted and fun like I want to say it's that, and then his loop in the third film. Those okay. are like, you know what? Just kick back and like, mm. just have a good time. Like you don't have to think too much about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? I I like I love the movie, but the ending. I was like, oh, that's it. It's over. I thought he was gonna. I thought they were gonna do a scene where he flies into and and goes over that fence to meet that lady. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It did kind of end abruptly. I think that was one of the first like standalone Ghibli films, though, wasn't it? Like there was. 
that had to be like one of the earliest ones. So I think they're still like finding themselves as like a oh, filmmaker, like where to end filmmakers. It? But yeah, it did kind of end abruptly. I felt that way with uh, um, Kiki's Delivery Service. Mm. That one, the way it ended, I, it felt somewhat like abrupt. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of wanted more of a of a you know conclusion to the story, but yeah, I don't know. But it is also you know it's a Japanese style of of, of storytelling, so maybe there's some cultural stuff there. Well, they they hinted at the end what happened because they show you know the ending card is just her garden, mm-hmm. so you can assume that he either turned back into a human mm-hmm. and went to go see her in the garden, or he just went. Yeah, you yeah. know, and um, I thought I was like, oh, well, I wanted to see it. Yeah, yeah. Parker yeah. Rosa is actually his fourth film. It's the fourth oh, really? one. Yeah. Oh well, shit. Outside of the um, loop in the third. Oh wait, no. There's so there's Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. That was the very Castle first, in the Sky. Yeah. Yeah, like his first like Hayao Miyazaki. Like this is mm-hmm. my film mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Uh, Castle in the Sky is after that. Okay. Uh, my neighbor Totoro, and then Kiki's Delivery Service. And then Porco Rosso. Damn. Okay. I thought Porco Rosso was older than it is. Okay. Yeah, I did no, too. I think that was around when he was just like, movie's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bye bye. Go home. <laughs> yeah, it, it reminded me. Remember that that show Tailspin? Yes. That's it's kind of. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. that. I think, but, I think that's kind of why. Because I, I love Porco Rosso too. Like I watched it for the first time, you know, a few months ago. And I was just obsessed with it. I was like, dude, this is so cool. Like the Sky Pirates and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, it gave me Tailspin vibes. You're right. Like just like the airplane culture, just like these dudes, like just doing shit in airplanes. It was cool, man. Yeah. So, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so what are all the ones that you've seen, Zach? What so are- for me, um, let's see. So Nausicaa. I think you've seen the most. I don't know if I've seen the most because I haven't seen like Loop in the Third um, or like The Cat Returns. So, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sorry, sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Richard was the ground for that one. Are you, well, you're talking Ghibli or Miyazaki? Um, all the Ghibli. Ones. Oh, okay. I like mean, he the, might have that. All of Ghibli. I don't know. I don't know. So Grave of the Fireflies. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, Nausicaa, um, Castle in the Sky, House House Movie Castle, uh, Spirited Away, uh, Totoro. Uh, Fucking the the one you don't like the little kid one um, Ponyo, Ponyo, <laughs> um, Ponyo, um, the airplane one. Oh, what is oh. That? what airplane one? The, Which the, uh, the wind rises? The, the wind rises. Yeah, yeah, the wind rises. Um, what else? Oh, uh, uh, uh Princess Mononoke. That's a good one. Um, Kiki's delivery service. You saw House Moving. Did you say House? Yeah, Castle? House Moving okay. Castle. Yeah, let me like put up a list. There, there's some that I'm forgetting that yeah, I'm like, oh, I have seen away. that one too. Like, yeah, there's there's just so much. It's like that's hard to list them all off. Like, uh. but you've seen, but I've seen, much I've, most seen of a, them. I've seen most of like the the mainstream ones and maybe branched into the like the fringe ones a little bit. So yeah, I've I've seen a good sampling, I would say. And which one is your favorite out of all of them? Is it that is so hard, dude? That is so hard. Um. So like before, like so like a year ago, before I started really getting into like Ghibli movies, like uh, like watching just all of them that I could, um, I would say Spirited Away. Like I mean, that's such the cliche one, but it is just such a fucking good movie. And like I'm a, I'm I'm very big on uh, soundtracks, and like fucking Joe is it Joe uh, Hishash. How do you say his last name? Hishashi or something? I'm Hishashi. not too sure, but he is yeah. a god. Yeah, like, dude, like, his score in Spirited Away is just fucking godly, dude. And so, uh, but now... 
Yeah, dude, Something I can't. Like that. Sorry for Apologies the Apologies for mispronouncing. Yeah, you. yeah. But anyways, um, now that I, I have a wider like base of what I've watched, honestly, I have a soft spot for Castle in the Sky. Yeah. Yeah, I just I fucking love that movie for some reason. Like it just felt. It felt really video gamey. It kind of felt it kind of felt like a like I was watching a Zelda game. Like it felt very Zelda, That's very adventurous. Mm-hmm. And like I just like the whole the whole ancient civilization thing and this girl is, you know, the the last one of the last heirs, right? I love I love the uh the villain in that movie. He's just so fucking like evil for evil's sake and it's it's just it's just fun. And Mark Hamill like come on, dude. <laughs> fucking Mark Hamill. Um, I freaked out when he first talked, and I was like, "Oh my god, I know that voice." It's him. <laughs> I, like the, I like the air pirates led by the grandma. Yes, yeah. dude, the air pirates. I in, in that movie, they're all simping over the girl too. Yeah, all the. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, I love she the can air cook, pirates. Dude. Yeah, because she could cook, and I love like the the leader, like the grandma lady. Like she comes off as like when you're first introduced to her, she's like this nasty old woman, and you're like, uh. But then like later on, you find out, oh, she's actually a big softy. <laughs> like, <laughs> such a good fucking movie, dude. So that pro- I would say that as of right now, that's my favorite Castle in the Sky. Yeah, yeah. So Richard, what you've seen? You think you've seen I the most have, of them? I don't know. Actually, we might we might be tied, but because I I've avoided Grave of the Fireflies just because like every mm. time I want to see it, I feel like people are like, oh no, it's so heavy, it's so whatever, and like. Okay, well, I don't want to watch something that heavy. Yeah, it, it is, um, to be fair. Yeah, no, I'm sure it is. But, like, yeah, I've seen Cat Returns, yeah. which is... That's just, on my list. It's it's stupid whimsical. Like mm-hmm. I love that you gotta, one. No, it's, it's not bad. <laughs> you just got to be prepared with just how, like, okay, I just can't think at all. Yeah. Watch this. This is just whimsy. And that's whimsy. an offshoot. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's an offshoot of where, when Marnie was there or whatever, right? Um, mm-hmm. That cat character. I know that cat character. Yeah, it's he's, technically... I, I don't know if it's a sequel, but it's it's like, it's like a side the story. character, yeah, yeah. The okay. cat returns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there, what's that? There was that one three D animated one that they did, which like everyone. Was oh, on. the witch, the earwig, whatever the, the hell. Witch. Yeah, I didn't hate it. I didn't watch that one. Like everyone hated on it, and I just I watched it with the Japanese audience. I was like, you know what? This is a cute kids movie. Okay, I have no problems with this. Okay. Like I could see why people hate it because it's it's a departure of the style. And his son did that one too, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's 3D animation, so yeah. you know if you like it, you'll enjoy it. If you hate that, then you probably won't enjoy it. Yeah, that was a cute movie. But yeah, like I've seen, um, I think all the Miyazaki movies. Mm-hmm. And for a while, Princess Mononoke was my favorite. That one's really good. Yeah, yeah. it was just like. I think it was like one of the first times like, oh, this is like really dark. Like even it's like most optimistic moments at the end. It's like, this is actually really dark if you think about it. Princess Mononoke. Yeah. Yeah. Because it basically ends. Oh, you guys all seen it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Like yeah. the ending yeah. is basically like 20 years Like ago. nature will recover, but we'll probably be dead. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, well, that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, but I think my current favorite and it's like the one that's like impacts me Every time I watch it is The Wind Rises. The Wind Rises. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's Oppenheimer before Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> What's that one about? Um, it's it's a very loose biopic <laughs> mm-hmm. of the um, of the dude who developed the uh, Japanese... Were they Zeros? Is the that zero, the, the Zero uh, yeah. fighter oh, okay. bomber. That That's like the picture of it. Became like 
um, famous oh. for like in World War II. Like they were just amazing fighter crafts. Yeah. But like it's about him and how like his passion is like flight and planes and just all this like pursuing this. But like throughout it, he knows like this is going to cause a lot of death and destruction. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like he's, he, it's just about how he's just driven to do this because it's like, no, this is my art. Yeah. Like, regardless of it, I have to do it. But And it's a self-reflective story of yeah. Miyazaki himself. Like, him yeah. himself being a creator and him dealing with the the legacy of his own creation. That's very much like a, a plot point throughout the whole thing is the legacy of creation. Like, what is what are you leaving in the world? What is your, your art, your passion? What is it like? What are the consequences of, of what you're creating? But it's, it's very, it's very deep. It's such a beautiful movie, too. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it never mm-hmm. feels like it's, like, beating over the head with no. this message. Yeah. And I think it's like it's the uh, Joe, uh, uh, Joe's best, <laughs> the frequent collaborator, it's his best <laughs> score. Like it's it's my favorite score. That's your favorite one. Yeah. Okay, I gotta yeah. check that one out. It sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. I it's, think it's, it's his good. longest too. Okay, but that's why I'm saying like it's basically like open. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. What about you? So I was. I'm, let me pull up the list again. I know oh. I'm gonna forget one. I've seen My Neighbor Totoro. That was my very first Miyazaki film I remember watching because we had to watch it in one of the film classes at RCC. Oh, wow. Okay. That was actually my introduction to Ghibli. Okay. Uh, I've seen Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah. Spirited Away. Mm. Howl's Moving Castle. I've seen Ponyo. I've seen Ponyo. <laughs> I have some comments about that. I feel like, I feel like that. we have to have a little sidebar about Ponyo. <laughs> uh, Princess Mononoke. I saw Tales of the Earthsea. That one was kind of bizarre. You know what? Yeah. But not in a bad way, but also just that's an adaptation, so, isn't it? So that one is, um, it's it's a loo- yeah, it's a loose adaptation. It's an adaptation, but not like I have like, like the like first true, comic, like yeah. But that one, that one was made by his. That was like his son's first movie, I believe. Yeah, and um, Goro Goro Miyazaki. Goro Miyazaki, yeah. yeah. And like that one's been trashed. Like that one, everybody's like, that's one of the worst Ghibli. It movies. also like I heard it had a really rushed production too. So yeah. like they never they didn't get to take the time on it. But but after Chris said he watched it, I watched it. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> wasn't that bad? You know, yeah, it wasn't bad. That one was a wasn't struggle. Wasn't great, but it wasn't that bad. I had to walk away from that for a bit because I oh, was like, shit. I'm getting tired. It's like it was just boring. It's like a boring roller coaster because it's mm-hmm. like here's their challenge, their current challenge, and then they get to the next thing, and then oh. the next thing, and then the next thing. Very so episodic. It, it was very episodic to the point where I'm just like, okay, does, is this going to have like a real plot? Because I'm not falling in love with these characters right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like this was meant to be a, a cartoon series. I don't think I've seen that one actually. Oh, you know what? That was one of the reasons I liked it. Well, it's because <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no, but the reason is because like you know I play a lot of Skyrim, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. how Skyrim is. It's like yeah, this is very random. Again, <laughs> weren't big enough. That that yeah, I would agree. That movie kind of had a video game plot. It felt video gamey yeah. in yeah. the same way Here's that like Castle level. in the Sky kind yeah. of. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, yeah. like Zach, I didn't like gush over it. Yeah, but, like I didn't not hate it. You know, yeah, like it's not bad. Like I went in because I heard you and you were like, "Oh, it's not bad." Like when you texted us that you watched it. Yeah, and so like I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'll try it. And I watched it, expecting it to be horrible. And I was like, you know what, it's one bad. Yeah, wouldn't watch it again, but Ikea. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's about twelve other Ghibli movies I'd watch before that again, but it wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't bad. How many? No, how many bad. Ghibli movies are there? I don't know. Um, a probably lot? like 20 plus. Yeah. I seen The Cat Returns. That one was freaking adorable. And yeah, just so whimsical, like you were saying, Richard. Like, And I wasn't expecting that either because... Yeah, just because it was just so funny and fun and it's like carefree. Yeah. 
There's I need to 22. watch that. And I've 22? never seen 22? The Whisper of the yeah. Heart, so I wasn't sure if I was going to miss anything knowing that Are they on? Cool. I want to watch Whisper of the Heart. I want to watch all of them. Yeah, I think yeah. almost mm-hmm. all of them, if not all of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. majority of them are. Um, Whisper of the Heart, I want to watch it because I know that's the origin of the lo-fi girl meme. Oh, is it? Yeah, like yeah. the lo-fi girl, like her sitting with a cat and studying. That that oh. that directly comes from that movie. So I'm like, fuck, I want to watch it just because of that. I did not know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's a reason to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I saw um, like parts of Porco Rosso, but um, I didn't watch all, all of it. <gasps> I watched the summary Shame. video after I Shame. couldn't. I know. <laughs> I know. I watched the YouTube summary video that said what the plot of Porco Rosso was. Yeah. But yeah, it leaves out the details like the grandma and... It's fun. It's yeah. colorful. It, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's yeah. about a pig that flies a fighter jet. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I could hate it. My favorite always goes back and forth between Howl's Moving Castle and Spirited Away. Okay. Both of those movies are ones that I could just watch over and over again. Howl's Moving Castle yeah. is really good. Yeah. That's How, a really good film. Yeah. Howl's Moving Castle, it, it's good. I just, I don't, I don't see why people put it so fucking high up the list. I I'm, don't. I'm, I'm like. I well, love. I like it. Christian Bale is the voice. Christian Bale I'm, is Hal, and then we also have um, who's that comedian? Uh, Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. Billy yeah. Crystal. Yeah. He's, he's great. He's great. Yeah. As the little. Demon I'm like somewhere Calcifer. in the middle between like Zach and you guys because it's like aesthetically this is like amazing. Mm-hmm. Like there's a whole scene where she's just making breakfast. Yeah. 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 The animation and, is yeah. amazing. Yeah. In the movie, and th- like sure. I think it's just. It feels a little rough around the edges at points, like plot wise, but mm-hmm. like it's still great. Like I can't. Yeah, I'm gonna say Spirited Away is better than mm-hmm. How's Moving Castle. But How's Moving Castle is really good. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you know what? There's it's, a lot of lot to like there. It depends on what mood I'm in. If I'm in the mood to watch a Ghibli film in English, it's How's Moving Castle. But in Japanese, mm. Spirited Away. Oh, I always watch in English just because that, that's one of the few anime things where I always watch in English because they yeah. do such a good job with the dubs. Well, they, they like, like why not, they man. localize it. So yeah, it's they like, localize like Disney's a big part of it. They always use like Disney to like uh, to do it, and it's just yeah, they always get the best of the best, yeah. you know, voice actors and shit. So yeah, I Spirited Away. I don't know. That was I believe Spirited Away was the first Ghibli movie I bought. Yeah, it was the first one I I watched seriously. Because, like, Totoro, like, it was on a couple of times. Like, my sisters would watch Totoro. Mm-hmm. And I never really paid attention. And this might be blasphemous, but in my opinion, Totoro, isn't that great? You know what? I don't I've like only seen either. Totoro once. Like, it didn't really do it for me. It didn't do it for me either. Um, but, yeah, Spirited Away, the, ver- uh, the like, when I first watched that movie, that movie just blew me the fuck away. Yeah. Like, I was just It took me obsessed. two viewings. Like, I won't lie. Like, yeah. I think, but the second time, like, it clicked. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, "Okay, no, this is yeah." Well. Are we excited to watch the new the new one? Oh yeah, oh, there's yeah. a new oh, one yeah. coming out, right? Yeah, the boy and the heron. Yeah, I'm excited. We should go. Is it gonna be in theaters? Should we watch it? In it theaters? should be. They're still working on like the distribution rights and all that yeah. for like a for North America uh, screenings, but yeah, we will I, get I, them. I want, yeah, yeah. I like, like to see will. that in theater. Well, they're they're also doing the 10th anniversary for the Studio Ghibli or mm. Miyazaki. I don't know. But they're doing like a lot of his movies in theaters. Yeah, like I, I, I bought like tickets for. They do that like every year. Yeah. I think like they find AMC. an excuse to do it, but yeah. like. Yeah, no, it's an annual event that happens at the theater. It's which always theater, the same though? dates. Because AMC is one of them. See, yeah, because it's it's uh the uh what's the theater at Harkins out here? Like I they haven't the one at least by where I live they haven't mm-hmm. done it. Okay. So they're doing it, and I'm going to see the Japanese version of Wind Rises. Oh, oh nice. There. 
Nice. You know what? There's actually another event that, because I was at the movies recently, I saw um, The Nun 2 and then um, Murder in Venice. The Nun in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's another, uh, I don't know what studio it would be, but like, okay, so you know how they have the Ghibli event and it's all the Ghibli movies? Uh-huh. They're doing other old anime movies through the theaters now. They're going to do Perfect oh. Blue Ooh. in theaters. I've always wanted to watch that movie. Me too. Um, yeah. There's Ghost in the Shell. Tokyo Amazing Godfathers. Movie. Never saw it. Cowboy Never. Bebop the movie. Ooh, yeah. I might and go see that. Uh, Paprika. Never saw that one either. I'm yeah. trying to remember if I saw Paprika or Perfect Blue. I'm surprised that they have those Blue. and they don't have Akira. Yeah, they don't have a cure on there. Well, I know that the three of those are done by the same. Maybe that's studio. why. Yeah, see, that's why I don't know what studio uh, it Paprika is. Paprika and Perfect Blue. I think those are the same director. I could be wrong, but I think it's at least the same studio. Okay, it's being advertised as Anime Expo Cinema Nights. Oh, if they did Akira, I would be there for the score. Oh alone. yeah, dude, yeah. Akira, holy shit! If it was just the score, I'm like, yep, Fuck, I'm there, dude. Have you seen that, Chris? Have you seen Akira? Yeah, I saw it a long time ago. Okay. I don't remember like particularly being amazed by it, but oh man, that's the one where the guy the turns into like a big bubble guy, right? And then that is, that is an element in the movie. Yes. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the guy who sounds like Vegeta that happens eventually. Yeah. <laughs> is uh, and then the one guy just screaming Tetsuo every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I just like the meme that I see out everywhere. Leave me alone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Akira. <laughs> that that probably is the best anime score or film score. It's pretty fucking good, dude. Like I put it when I'm cleaning, I put it on like this is like I'm gonna clean in twenty minutes. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you just get pumped. Yeah. Um oh what was I I was gonna say something else about Ghibli. Oh man. Um oh uh uh Valley Valley of the Wind. Has anybody else here seen that movie? Yeah. No, I haven't. Yeah. Okay, you're the only other one? Yeah. Okay, that that might be, like, number two or number three for me, for, like, my favorite. What's that like, one about? So that one, it, it's about um, Nausicaa. She grows up in a place called the Valley of the Wind, and basically it's post-apocalyptic. So, like, there's a few pockets of, like, Earth left where it's safe for humans to live, but the rest of the Earth is, like, basically toxic. Mm-hmm. And so, and there's giant bugs that are, have like over overthrown, like they're like the alpha life form on the planet now. And basically, it's a story about like her. She like respects. She's like the only person that like res- properly respects nature, and can like kind of almost commune with these giant bugs. And so, like, um, like one day, her village, like tragedy happens to her village. Like a, a airship crashes in her village, mm-hmm. and like it brings conflict to her village and stuff. And, like, long story short, like, eventually, like, um, something happens that pisses off the bugs. And so the bugs are going to come and, like, basically kill everyone. And so, like, she has to, like, find a way to, like, stop the bugs and all this. But, like, it's it's such a cool movie because it the world building in it is fucking insane. It It is. It's, it's really well thought out. It is. And it has, Is that like the one a, where they have, like, the, those, like, air glider things? Yeah, she has an air glider. Yeah. 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 And it, it has like almost like a Fallout Eve like vibe to it. It's like Zelda like, mixed with Fallout. Yeah, it's so fucking cool. Like yeah. I I I love that movie. Like I saw that one for the first time a couple months ago too. And like, oh my god, it's so fucking good. What's it called again? Uh, Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind. Mm. And I believe that's their first Studio Ghibli like main release. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> let's get this cat out of here. Cat's he's he's cussing, himself, causing a ruckus. Cat's cracking out. Yeah. Zach, if you open that door, we could probably shoo him outside. He's innocent. 
<laughs> oh, he's got the crazy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Must have smelled some catnip or something. Yeah. God damn, he's got some big ass paws too. Shit. <laughs> yeah, can, he's he's still a kitten. Yeah, he's gonna be a big cat, dude. Look at those paws. Hello. He has a fluffy tail. Looks like a squirrel. <laughs> His name's Picaro. I guess that means troublemaker in Spanish. Oh, okay. So, uh, Ponyo. Yes. yes. this sidebar? Yeah, let's get into it. You don't like Ponyo. I I didn't think I could hate a Ghibli film. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Dude. And you said you liked that movie. And, yeah. And this is where, I, you know what, you, were, you, you happened to miss out during our last little powwow when Ponyo was mentioned. Mm-hmm. Because one of my gripes was it, with it was that he can love Ponyo. But he won't watch Avatar The Last Airbender because it's too childish. <laughs> Interesting. That's not my prime <laughs> That's not my prime complaint with The Last Airbender, but I know. We uh, we we already talked about that yeah. last time on the podcast. You'll just yeah. have to listen, Richard. You know what? As someone that doesn't like <laughs> children's animation shows, Avatar Last Airbender slaps. Like that's a really Aha! Good I knew he would be on my side. Um, <laughs> you are and, alone, and Zachary. <laughs> I'm Ponyo, <laughs> the last time I watched it, I was always like, oh, you know, this isn't so bad. And then it was like, nope, it is that bad. <gasps> I hate you it too. Me. Oh no, my I'm, God. I'm with you. Oh, I don't know. You're Ponyo, right? Oh, Ponyo. I thought you were talking about Avatar. No, 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 He's no, no. Ponyo I like hater. Avatar. Okay. Yeah. I don't like Ponyo. So I, I didn't like Ponyo for a number of different reasons. Like as okay. a kid's film, it was very cute and very adorable. But I also mm-hmm. had issues with it because one, um, and I don't know if it's the same in the Japanese version. I watched it in English. Mm-hmm. Why the hell does this little girl do nothing but scream? Every single line of dialogue is her screaming the dialogue. Because mm-hmm. well, she's because she's because she's fucking, Dakota Fanning. Because yeah, <laughs> because she's like a three four year old girl. Like that's have you been around three I and mean, four year old kids? I, I try not I get to. It. <laughs> that's all they do. They just scream, run they, around, scream, are obnoxious. Look, I have six nieces and nephews mm-hmm. that I've helped raise. Yeah, three of them are girls. And yeah. no, I get I get that girls scream a lot. Like it's just kids scream a lot. Yeah, but you don't not, have to enjoy it. <laughs> not, <laughs> like not as every single line of dialogue. No, that that really bothered. Like there's a point in the movie where she stops talking and it's just screaming, and everything else in the movie is okay. But then the second she shows up, it's like I can't I can't do this. I can't. I don't know. This it annoying little me. wench. Like I love the first. Okay, I love the first half, and I've never turned that hard on a movie partway through. <laughs> It's tragic. It I'm already out and haven't seen it. It doesn't bother me at all. But yeah, no. And then I didn't like the ending, but it's also because it's like... What's wrong with the ending? It's cute. I mean, it's... Again, it's like, yeah, that's cute, but it's like, come on, you could do better. As, no, a, as a Ghibli dude. film, as a kid's no, movie. the ending is so good. It's okay. Hey, little kids, like, guess what? Like, you want to merge the world of, like, you know, ocean people and humans. Okay. Well, hey, little little boy, are you willing to love this little girl? Like, are you going to truly love her? And little girl, are you going to accept that you're going to lose it's all of your magical marriage. powers? <laughs> yeah, are we it's in not, Alabama? What's no, it's here? not. It's not a love. It's not a marriage. And it's not a love. It's no. a platonic love. No, it's, I, it's I a, get that. It's, it's a, a brother sister like type love. Yeah. And and like yeah, I didn't read into it like that at all. And I love I love that that whole like concept because. When they first get into when like uh yeah so I'm assuming everybody listening right now has seen the movie so I'm not gonna recap anything but so there's the part where um you know 
the nursing home or whatever is like in the bubble in the, in the yeah. ocean when they're going to like do the little ceremony. Mm-hmm. And like you have the scene where you have Ponyo's mom, the sea goddess, mm-hmm. off talking to, to uh, Sasuke's mom. And like I was like, oh, that's cute. Like the moms are talking and I'm assuming Ponyo's mom is talking to her like mom to mom, like making sure that, you know, the mom is going to properly take care of Ponyo. Like basically they're adopting Ponyo. Mm-hmm. Ponyo is now part of their family. And like, I really liked that moment, like seeing the moms talking. It was like sweet. And like, I don't know. I just love, I, I love the whole concept of that movie. You know what the challenge is? I'm going to watch it in the Japanese audio. I'm going to see if that holds up better. Maybe they don't scream as much. Well, yeah, maybe. But or or maybe missing, it's more tolerable. You'll be missing a Liam Neeson's voice acting, man. Isn't like he's not isn't even that enough. like yeah that that had some pretty wasted casting. Wasn't nah, wasn't Matt dude, Damon the dad? I, liked, I, I don't know exactly. I just know Liam the Neeson. dad who's like on a boat in the distance for like the beginning and end, dude. Matt Damon has a history of being in movies for like 0.5 seconds, so yeah. I, I don't give a shit about that. He just takes any job. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit about that's fair. that. But no, like I Liam Neeson, more. I really liked him as like Ponyo's dad. Oh, I didn't hate Liam Neeson. I thought he was fun. No, fine. I loved him, but I wanted to see more of him. That's another gripe I had. It's like he see was a really him. interesting character. I would agree with that. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I would like to know more about like what he was doing with like his magic What's potions your story? What and are you stuff. doing there? Yeah. And like, I really love, like one of the things I love about Ponyo is in my opinion, it's one of the prettiest uh, Ghibli movies. Like the scene, oh. the scenes where I know, like initially, it comes off as like kind of uh, like kids book ish the way they animated it. Mm-hmm. But then you get into the scenes where you know they're traveling on the boat and like the city is underwater, and those scenes are so beautifully animated. And then there's also the scenes of like you know the water, just the dynamics of the water, like when when the storm is happening. Yeah, and it's like fish. And yeah, and like the fish, like the way like the water is also fish. They're like kind of like water sprites. Mm-hmm. It's so like wonderfully animated. And also like one of my favorite Ghibli scenes of all time is honestly the scene where. Um, they're on the boat, and then the, uh, Ponyo's mom, who is a literal sea goddess, she like goes underneath the boat, and it's all colorful, and you see like all the fish and stuff. It was just like, oh my god, it was so gorgeous. So no, they did have some beautiful shots, but I still yeah. think the most beautiful goes to Howl's Moving Castle, simply because like I feel like every single shot in that movie, every single location and place that they go, and every alley and nook and cranny, it just looks like a little piece of art. Mm. Like it just looks, it looks so good. I think you could say that about most Ghibli movies, though. Most, I mean, not all. Hell, I, but, uh, I mean, Hell's has some great, like, landscape, just fields shots. Like, I think there's, like, um, there's, like, a, I don't know, I don't know what you would call it, like, a background video, like, something you could put on YouTube. It's just, like, like the wind blowing in, like, the fields in Hell's mm. Moving Castle. And, and then like, every now and again, maybe you see the castle go by. Yeah, or the, the little um, scarecrow thing. Is that that one? The turnip yeah. head? Yeah. <laughs> the one that yeah. keeps jumping? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one. The hopper. Um, but I mean, they, they're all kind of beautiful in their own way because like, I can see what you're saying about they like water, like that, having though, beautiful but... water animation mm-hmm. and or sea life animation. I would say the that it has the best the sea, sea life, life. animation mm-hmm. because like, like I, I really prefer like Mononoke's water in, when they're in that like, that like sacred oh, the, little the thing. Oh, the forest god. Yeah, the force god thing. Yeah, that looks like I a feel monster. Like that takes that, that whole like anytime they're in that like sacred forest, it's it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. so I'll it's, give you that. They're all beautiful in their own way, but I would I would agree with you that it does have moments where it's like, yeah, this is really beautiful. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. And, and I, I, I have like an affinity for like watery stuff like that. Like I love shit like that. So like yeah. since that's a primary focus in that movie, like I'm mm-hmm. naturally going to be like Finding Nemo. Like Finding Nemo is one of my personal favorite like animated movies. So like that's, yeah. you know, it, just it is what it is, you know. But yeah, yeah. so I, I, I will I will defend Ponyo forever. Cause, like, <laughs> I, my last I think issue. it's an adorable movie. Oh, she's not even done with it. It's an list. adorable yeah. movie that was made for kids and it accomplished what it was trying to do. It was yes, it's it on did. the nose that it was made for kids and kids have no problem sit, sitting through a movie watching kids screaming because they can relate to that and they're probably mm. screaming while watching it and driving <laughs> everyone crazy. So if you you know what you that's the watch. point oh, of the man. fucking movie. That's that's what it is. It's 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 a literal kids movie. <laughs> I know it's a movie for five year olds. So only, what's your last point? My <laughs> only other issue is it with it was that I didn't like that the only challenge or obstacle for the little boy to overcome was simply just getting in the boat and finding his mom. Like, I feel like there could have been more, they could have done more to add obstacles or like some more, more adventure. I felt Mm. bored. It was like, he finds her, he gets in the boat. Oh, the end. It's like, well, imagine you're a five. Imagine you're a five year old (laughs) kid stranded. The entire Island you live on is flooded and you have to go and find your mom and everything's flooded. You don't see any adults. <laughs> you know, eventually he comes across a group of re- refugee adults who are very responsible. They see these two kids going off on a boat and they're not like, hey, kids, we should we should help you. They're just like, okay, oh, that was the other thing. too. OK, good luck finding your <laughs> that parents. That was the other thing. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, they don't want to take care of them. <laughs> I think they're over there now. Shoo. Yeah, but no. Like, <laughs> if you put yourself in that kid's shoes for a second, that's fucking terrifying. But see, even even if that was it, it didn't. I didn't feel like it in the movie. They didn't show that enough because it's just. And that's why I get. It's like okay, this is a kids' movie because everything is so happy go lucky. Like the only mm-hmm. time he cries is when he's like thinks he can't find his mom, and even that, it was like it wasn't sad enough. Or sad enough. I don't know. It like, wasn't meant to be a sad movie. No, it wasn't. Well, they don't want to make five year olds cry. <laughs> you know I what? think she just wanted it's more. It's a very. Out of it you it wanted it. Wanted you more. wanted it to be a a um, a mainstream Ghibli movie, and it just wasn't that. It well, was a it kids. is me. It is Miyazaki. It's, it's not, Miyazaki, but it's, it's Hayao. It's not Goro. It's the most kids movie of any of the movies they've done. Like that was obviously like what they were going for. Yeah. Apparently, kids didn't really enjoy Ponyo either. So, well, who gives a shit? <laughs> kids, are, kids are fucking idiots. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna trust if if somebody says, like "Oh, kids, like kids didn't enjoy this movie." I'm sorry, but I don't give a fuck what kids enjoyed or not. Like that has no bearing on what I. You know enjoy. what? I'll give a good comparison. <laughs> Ponyo's a kid movie, but you know what else I felt was a kids movie, but a much better one mm-hmm. was The Cat Returns. Yeah. Okay. That's a so cute, so whimsical, so like easy to follow. It's like it almost kind of feels like an Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. type movie and stuff like that okay but it's like okay that was a much better kids movie than ponyo was and ponyo was much newer than that one well was. I, I haven't seen it so i'll have to take your word on that, i would but, it's but definitely that's, that's fair i think that it's a more apt comparison because um both of those movies are tr- are not plot centric it's like here's the inciting incident and then we just kind of live in this world for like an hour or so and mm. then the movie ends like yeah. a resolution occurs and the movie ends mm-hmm. but i think the cat returns does like it kind of revels in its whimsy a little bit more like there's a whole cat parade yeah right? yeah and it like it knows what it's doing and i think like ponyo is not like i'm not saying whether i'm not invalidating your enjoyment of it or not but i think it's not as successful at like 
maintaining or finding a balance between that like whimsy and like trying to do something more. Cause like Miyazaki, like all of his movies are trying to do something more on like a deeper thematic level. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's probably the one where it struggles a little bit more on that aspect of it. Oh, I would I would admit a hundred percent that Ponyo was was like light, like the 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 hardcore like theming that's usually there was not, you know, it was another kind of environmental thing. It was humans versus environment. Like, oh, how many times have we seen that in, in Ghibli? You oh. know what I mean? <laughs> it was it was that, but then it was like it was there was there was no like major consequences of anything. It was very light. Yeah. But uh, but me, I'm just like, dude, this was a kid's movie. This is what they're going for. They weren't trying to do the usual thing. They were trying to make a light, you know, and maybe he was half-assing it because at that point he was already talking about retiring. So he's just like, you know what, let me just knock out this kid's movie and call it a day. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with it. Like, I, I enjoyed the movie. Like, it's, you know, it's... It's not that serious. It's a, it's a fucking kids God movie. God damn it! It's a kids movie. Who gives a shit? <laughs> nah, and that's why I'm just like, hmm, fine. It's a kids movie. I'll, that's that's an excuse enough for me to leave it alone and stop bullying it. <laughs> I mean, you're entitled to not like it. That's fine. Like, you don't like it, just don't watch it. You it's know? just yeah. That's pro- I've never had such negative opinions. I I have such negative opinions about so few movies. Yeah, yeah. you guys have convinced me not to watch that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think... I'm going to watch the cat one, though. For sure, I would say Chris probably yeah. wouldn't enjoy Ponyo. I'm curious about what you both would think of The Cat Returns, <clears> because that was... I'm sure I'll like it. That was a wild time. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to watch I would it. like to watch yeah. where Monty was there first, and then watch that. Yeah. So I you don't... Like the, okay, you don't. I know you, you don't, don't need the through to. line, but listen, Richard, that's the type of viewer I am. I, I want to see... If something is a derivative of something, I want to see what it's derived from first. So wait a this minute. Just sure. This cat was in when Marnie was there? Allegedly, yeah, yeah. It's like, like it's not a major element in that one. It's just like a side. There's cat not character even that pops up, and then they made a movie. Oh, there's not even character. like a reference to that movie in the Cat Returns. So no. I thought Whisper of the Heart was where that, or cat maybe came it's from. Whisper of the Heart. It's one I of have those. No idea. It's one of those movies. Yeah, it's no, it's Whisper of, of the Heart because that one it has a picture of the cat and okay. like a little girl with red hair. Oh, then it was that yeah, one. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, man, I was getting so confused. I was like, when Marnie was there, that was the one on the beach with the with the blonde chick. Okay. I mean, I, I, I misspoke, misspoke, but I know that it's a derivative of one of their other movies. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's it's not necessary to watch them out of order, but sure. Like, yeah. you're, you're not hurting anyone by doing it that way. Yeah. yeah. What's your least favorite Ghibli movie? I mean, it's Ponyo. It's Ponyo? It's the only one I don't like. And it's, it's, I, it, it's saying don't like is like making it sound like I have a strong opinion. It's I just <laughs> don't like it at a certain point. It just loses me. Mm-hmm. But I would say like the first half of that movie is like... Like, I was doubting myself, like, oh, you know what? This is actually really good. Mm. But um, it's just not for me. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Chris, what is your least? I know, You're the newest to the Ghibli family. My least favorite Ghibli movie? Of the ones that you've seen so far. I'm going to say that that um, the one with the sea dragons or whatever. Tales of Earthsea. Tales of Earthsea. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, it wasn't bad, but it, like. One of them's got to be your least I'll, favorite. I'll, yeah. I'll never watch it again. Yeah. Mm. Did you name your least favorite, Zach? Mm-mm. What is your least favorite? Uh, my least favorite is Ponyo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, you probably bastard. <laughs> probably uh, Grave of the Fireflies. Really? That's yeah, cool. yeah. Just because it's so bleak and depressing and disturbing, and like it's just it's not an enjoyable movie. It's like it's like watching Schindler's List. You know, it's like 
it's an important movie, but am I gonna put that in like my, my favorites? Like, is that something I oh <laughs> no, I that really, is absolutely I fair. really want to watch Schindler's List. Like, no, I don't. Like, that's I have to be in a mood to watch movies like that. And Grave of the Fireflies, it's just there's nothing. There's no bright spark in that movie at all. It's just completely, you're going to feel like shit afterwards. It's like the boy in the striped pajamas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good comparison. It is. So, like, it's an important movie, and I would encourage people to watch it, but it's just, just know what you're getting into yeah. when you watch it. It's just like a know? dark film. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah. like, do you know what like it's the Joker? about? Do you know what it's about, Chris? Grave <laughs> <laughs> of the Fire. <laughs> <laughs> no. Grave of the Fireflies. No. Yeah, tell us Grave, what it's about. Grave of the Fireflies. The well, Joker's a dark movie, dude. It no, kills this is... I mean visually, yeah, they could turn on a light or two. <laughs> oh, no, like God. <laughs> okay, whatever. No, it's not like the Joker, Chris. So Grave of the Fireflies is about uh, the the um, U.S. fire bombings um, in Japan during World War Two. Uh-huh. <clears throat> it centers on a boy and um, and a sister who their mom dies in these fire bombings, and so and their dad is off at war. And they don't know if their dad's alive or not, and their mom is dead, so they have to fend for themselves. Oh wow! And it's their struggle trying to just live in in war torn so, Japan. Is the movie good though? Is it a good film? Yes, it's a very good movie. It's just a big bummer. It's just yeah, it's so depression after depression. How does it end? Do, do you want me to spoil it? Spoil it. Well, oh, well, I was gonna say Chris hasn't seen it. <laughs> Wait, I haven't watch seen it, it either. Huh? Eventually I'll watch it. Honestly, oh. I'm not going to watch it. Does anybody Do care if I spoil? Everything? I mean, I would have seen it by now. <laughs> I I want to know what happens because I. It's not a yes or a no. Yes. <laughs> well, so yes. basically, this this boy and his his uh, his sister <laughs> are struggling to live, like they're starving, and like eventually they find a family that takes them in, but this family like eventually turns on them as well because everybody's so desperate. You know, and so eventually they they get they get kicked out of the house of like that they're living in, and so they go and they find like this cave, literal cave to live in, and um and the daughter the 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 daughter the the uh, little sister ends up getting very very sick because she's not eating, she's malnourished, and you just see her, you just see the sister literally wither away and die. Like that's how the movie basically like this this young boy has to deal with the fact that, like, you know, he has to try to provide for his sister, but he can't provide enough, and he has to deal with his sister passing away. And Wow. It's just, it's fucking yeah, it's dark. horrific, dude. Kind of want to watch it now. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's good. It's I don't know. really good. It's an, And it's an important movie, I would say. It's a very important movie. So, like, but, my, my first passion is reading, and I've been reading a lot lately, but, like, you just, just something about what you're saying reminded me of John Steinbeck's The Grapes of Wrath. Okay. Did you read that? I never read it. No. It's like it's about the like the, the Dust Bowl. Oh, like just okay. of like just the shit that like Midwestern Americans had to go through during like one of the worst times in America. Yeah. Uh well not the worst time obviously, but like Yeah, it's up there. <laughs> like it's his family like their farm is just overrun with dust, like everything's dying, so they're trying to move west where it's like there's hope. It's like, "Hey, we're going to move like there's like we can set up a new life there all this stuff and then just along the way just one thing after another like i think their dog mm. one of the first things i think the dog gets hit by a car and dies mm. and like uh one of the characters is pregnant throughout and at the very end like it's just whoever's left in the family like huddled in a barn through a storm and like the pregnant girl had a miscarriage and she's like feeding and like there's this other guy with them who's like dying and she feeds him like his her breast milk 
Mm-hmm. It's just such like it's like this is such a bleak book. Oh yeah, and that's it is like, a true story too, right? No, no, no. no. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's inspired by any true things. Yeah, but it's like inspired by like true like the the Dust Bowl. The happened. event it's centered around happened. This mm. like stuff like this. It's like conceivable, but yeah. like shanty towns. It it goes through a lot of stuff that people went through and like people getting scammed. Yeah, all that stuff. It's yeah. conceivable a situation like that could have happened during. Yeah, that it sounds apocalyptic. Same with Grave of the it Fireflies. Kind of is. Like Grave of the Fireflies. I don't believe it's based on a true story, but it's like very much like this. It probably, probably someone. They probably story. like read yeah. people's narratives and things and created a story. Oh, from like that. strung it together. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's. I just remember after finishing, I was like, I'm just gonna like lie down for a while and think about life. Yeah, <laughs> this is just yeah. so heavy. Jeez, the thing, or the, appreciate what we have right now. Yeah, right? dude. And the exactly. thing about Grave of the Fireflies that impacts you like even just that little bit more is like we're all Americans and knowing that like we caused what what happened in that movie. Like the bombs that were dropped were our bombs, mm-hmm. so it, it, that adds a little extra spice on it that just makes you feel that much more yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> so after you're done watching Oppenheimer, go see Grave of the Fireflies, oh, and then man. then you'll feel just like Oppenheimer, <laughs> and then you'll feel just like Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah, you'll feel yeah. all those feelings. Well, yeah, that scene in Oppenheimer where he's like envisioning like people dying during the bomb dropping, like that. Ba- and that, who's the who's the president? Was it Eisenhower? No, no, it was, um, it was, uh, that was fucking true. Uh, Harry Truman, man. Truman. Yeah, yeah. He's like Truman. Harry fucking Truman. Oh my god! Don't let that baby back him up. <laughs> Whatever he says. <laughs> fucking Gary Oldman, <laughs> dude. I saw him. I was like, yes, it's Gary Oldman. <laughs> oh man. Any last notes on Ghibli films, gentlemen? Um, watch oh, them. Just watch them. Watch them. And if you're a video game fan, play uh, Nino Kuni and Nino Kuni Two because they are basically <laughs> Studio Ghibli video games. The first one, they are. They are. The first one was actually made with Studio Ghibli animators and uh, yeah. Joel Hishashi, whatever. He did the score for both of those games. Is this on Steam? It's on anywhere. Um, like like you, can, you can buy them on Steam. That's I have the them. Common one, not 3ds. I'm sorry, Switch. Switch. Yeah, you can play them on Switch. I have them on Steam. Yeah. Um, Maybe on PlayStation. Amazing, amazing games. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What's I'm it pretty called sure. Nino, Nino Kuni, Nino, Nino Kuni, The oh, Wrath wait. of the White Witch is the first game, and then yes. Nino Kuni Rem, Remnant Kingdom, Revenant Kingdom sure. is the second one. If you Google Studio Ghibli video game, that's probably going to be the first result. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. They're oh, really I good. have. You know what? I've seen this advertised, like on the PlayStation Store and stuff like that. I didn't know this was like along with Ghibli. I thought it was just like. Oh a, yeah, it has a like, the visual style at, is very distinct. If like, you look at you like the it, characters yeah. and stuff, it's a hundred percent. Like same with like uh, uh, how Dragon Quest is basically Dragon Ball games, but not really. Yeah. Because Dragon Quest is made by Toriyama, I believe the name is the guy who created Dragon Ball. So like all the characters look like Dragon oh, Ball characters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at this game, I don't know why, it made me think of uh, another smaller. I don't know if it's it, no, it's not indie. It's it's from Ubisoft. It's an older game called Child of Light. Have you ever played that before? No. That one's a really good like little two D side scroller and stuff. It's like okay. very storybook and mm. uh, the plot of the game and also in just the way it looks. And it's a turn based fighting game, so okay. it's pretty fun like that. Yeah, yeah. The Nino Kuni games they're more um, they're JRPGs, but um, so the first game has kind of like a Pokemon esque element to it, mm-hmm. where you're going around and you're collecting. Not familiars, but you're collecting like little creatures that that fight along with you, and so it has a Pokemon esque element to it, where you're going around and collecting them and building up a team and stuff, and like eventually, they they evolve kind of like Pokemon, so it is kind of Pokemon ish, 
Um, and then the the uh, the second game, it's more of a traditional kind of uh, JRPG, like action JRPG. You're running around and fighting and stuff. But it also has like a kingdom management sim built into it because you're like building a kingdom. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. You have like this, like you're literally building a kingdom. You're getting your resources and building up your kingdom and upgrading like buildings and stuff. It's They're cool games. They're cool games. Aren't you playing Starfield now? <laughs> is that a no bro oh my god is it bad i thought it was good it looked like it was it's a good Bethesda game. the best part of starfield is the ship building uh-huh. i've wasted so many hours building ships i actually found a guide online how to build uh firefly from from serenity and firefly the ship oh nice uh-huh uh um the serenity ship i found a guide so i'm working on that right now building serenity but yeah, dude, just the game in general is just so fucking buggy. And yeah, it's just the story is kind of whack. And it just it doesn't it, it it doesn't play good either. Like it um so you you need to mod it in order to play it properly because like they don't have uh DLSS. Uh um uh-huh. so like they only have FSR, which is shit. So, like, if you want, like, you know, good performance, you have to mod it. But then they keep updating it because it's a newer game, so your mods keep breaking. So it's just a vicious cycle of bullshit. Basically, <laughs> just wait. You know, it's funny. Like, yeah. usually when a new game comes out and it's really good, I'll see, like, I'll see, like, really great reels or TikToks or whatever about it. And the only, like, uh, like what's the what's that one? Is it Baldur's Gate 3? Yep, yep. I've seen so many videos of that, and each one's like, mm. I want to play this game. Mm-hmm. There was like two minutes where I saw of, of Diablo 4, and then it, it went away. <laughs> but yeah, Bal- Diablo 4 shit the bed. Hard. Yeah, but like um, the only thing I'm seeing of, uh, what is it, Star- Starfield? Starfield is like just about the physics, and just like, oh, we put a, we put a bunch of potatoes in a room. It's like, oh, well, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> the physics engine isn't even that good. No, it, it looks like it's like, have they not been doing this for like the last. 10 years in Unreal yeah. or something? Like, yeah, what's that's yeah, Bethesda staple right there? Oof. Potatoes are just filling a room with crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both of it, all of it. I had a room in Oblivion where I just throw all my treasure, like all the, the mm-hmm. necklaces. And then at oh, the dude. end of the game, I just had like this whole. <laughs> I do that I, game breaking room. <laughs> I've done that with the with the ships, and there's funny like videos you can see online because like if you run out of inventory space, you can just throw your shit in your ship. But since your ship is a permanent object, like your stuff shit stays in, in there. And uh-huh. and I don't know if they fixed it, but it didn't count because you have you have two inventory slots. You have your ship inventory, which has a you know a weight limit, and then you have your personal inventory, which has a late weight limit. But if you just throw your inventory into your ship and don't put it in the ship's inventory, the objects just stay in your ship and they don't count against your uh, your weight. Your weight. Yeah. <laughs> you tell them. <laughs> She's doing yeah. her job. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's videos online of people with their ships just like it looks like they're on episodes of Hoarders. There's just shit all over their <laughs> ships. <laughs> oh. Dude, I saw this one of the guy made a made the ship from Mandalorian. That yeah. was cool. There's yeah. some cool ship, like uh, in my opinion, that's the best part of the game is the ship building. I it's saw Mandalorian. Really well I saw um what do you call it? The Millennium Falcon. I yeah. think I posted that one. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are building really cool ships. Uh, they're building the ship from uh, Mass Effect, the Normandy. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it like compartments, or they give you pieces you can put together? Like how does it's it... a mixture? So you have like compartments which just look like kind of containers, uh-huh. and then they have uh, uh, those. Those are called habs, habs habitats, 
and they have different categories. Like so you have like you have like a two by one hab, right? And then you can say, okay, this hab can be a crew quarters, this hab can be um you know, a med bay, it can be a command center. Like, they have different flavors of what the hab can be mm-hmm. or a workshop. And depending on which one you choose, it'll change the interior of it. And it'll, you know, so if you choose the workshop, you'll have crafting stations there. Or if you choose the command center, they'll have, like, a couple of stations for your crew to actually crew your ship. And so you get, like, bonuses when you're in a fight, when your crew, when you have crew spots. Um so they have that. So that's like the main part of the shipbuilding. And then you have the cosmetic part, which is like putting on like, you know, it's basically like fenders and like stuff and frames and stuff to like kind of build out your ship to give it like character. Uh-huh. Um, because the Habs, if you just build a ship out of Habs, it just looks like a bunch of shipping containers slapped just together. Make a Borg cube. Yeah, yeah. You can, <laughs> you can. So that you have that element, right? But then like there's shipbuilding rules. So like every ship needs needs a landing, a, a, like a landing ramp, uh-huh. and then it needs a, dar- a dock, so you can dock onto other ships. So you have to do that, and then you also, weapons, of course, and stuff. So, But it's, it's you know, the part selection is somewhat limited, but I feel like that's why you can do so much with it. It's, it's like the good kind of limitation. Yeah. Yeah, and then when mods hit for the shit like that, it's going to be fucking wild, dude. It's going to be wild. Yeah, because it, well... So those containers are those actual like when you go into the ship is that the layout of the ship, in the inside? In the inside, yes, exactly how you lay it out is how it is when you you can like walk around it and in, in third or first person. Um, the only part that's a little frustrating is when you connect the two halves together, the game randomly decides how they're connected. So like say you put one on top of the other, the game will slap you know a ladder to get to one to the other right. But you can't control where that ladder is. It just kind of randomly, or if like you put them side by side, you can't control where they're connected, uh, where like the passageway will be. So uh-huh. that's kind of frustrating because sometimes you 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 get your layout and you're like, oh, this is gonna work really well, and then you get in your ship and you have to take weird routes to get to one to the other because the way it it generated the you know yeah. the connections is kind of weird. So I wonder why they did it that way. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. And like you supposedly you can cheese it. Like you can you can keep um you can keep uh you can like t- separate them and put them back and then that'll like randomly I oh, was just going to ask that too. I yeah. was like is that a way that you can get around it? That's a way you can get around it, but it's frustrating cuz you have to you have to go into the shipbuilder, you have to take it apart, put it back, get out of the shipbuilder, go into your ship, check it out, and then if it's not right, go back to the shipbuilder, open up the menu, you know. Mm. So it's time consuming if you want to do that, but it's possible to do it. But I, I think they should just have a tool that lets you select how like, I'm sure that's where the coming, dude. I'm sure that mod's are. coming. I'm sure there's gonna be a mod that does it, yeah, for sure. Or an update. <clears throat> or an update. A DLC. A DLC, yeah. <laughs> now with modifications. DLC, pay five dollars to select how your <laughs> ship yeah. is connected. Something that should have been included in the vanilla game. Mm-hmm. Thank you, God Howard. <laughs> <laughs> what about the planets? Have you done a lot of uh... Oh that the exploration is bullshit. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's so like uh the only thing I can compare it to is No Man's Sky and No Man's Sky is infinitely better. Really? Yeah. Um yeah, because like in in um Starfield it's all loading screens. It's all loading screens. <laughs> like you can't you can't fly directly onto a planet. Um you can't like within a, a star a star si- a solar system you can fly from one planet to the other, but it's going to take you hours of real time. 
there's no like warp jump where you could like just directly fly there. The best way to do it is just to go onto your like map and select fly to this planet. Load screen. And it and and like it's just yeah, it's just load screens. Like when you land on a planet, it's a load screen. It's the exploration is really bad. And then also when you land on planets, uh they're just so barren. Like more so they're even more barren than like No Man's Sky. See, that's what I thought that it was gonna be when they started saying, Oh, like a bajillion different planets. I'm like, No, it's not. Yeah, it's like gonna be 10, some kind of code. Said. And it's randomly generated and so nothing actually looks good. Like that's what it's gonna happen if AI I mean they <coughs> look generate fine. Planets. They look fine. The problem is they're empty. Like it's just there's nothing there's no Bethesda. Like if you branch too far and, and the problem is exploring is part of like the leveling system and there's like side missions that are built around exploring and stuff but the thing is it's so fucking boring because there's nothing there so like the only thing you if you want to have a good time in the game you just need to play the story Mm. and the story is decent but it's not you know groundbreaking it's a classic bethesda style thing you know and i feel like that's why a lot of people like myself are being critical of the game because they touted it as being like a the next generation of Bethesda games, and it's not. It's not. It's 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 Skyrim. It's Fallout Four. It's exactly what you've seen before in a Bethesda game. It's exactly that. You know, that's all it is. Which is fine if you're going in looking for that experience, but they kind of promise a little more than that, and I think that's the problem. Yeah, I had higher <laughs> hopes for it, but again, like hearing all hearing the way that they were advertising it. And knowing how No Man's Sky turned out, I was just like, you know what? No Man's Sky was advertised the same way, very similar. Yep, yep. And it was it was a total letdown. Mm-hmm. But well, honestly, lots of promises. here's the no- thing. No Man's Sky eventually got there. Eventually it did. did. And that's why like, when you were describing all these issues like with the loading screens and this and that, it's like, oh, you know what? That really does make No Man's Sky seem like a lot better. And It is. And, and the yeah. thing, too, is No Man's Sky was doing that day one. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the one thing that they <laughs> nailed was, yeah. like the flight to like go from planet to planet but like they've enhanced on it so much since then and like this Mm -hmm. is without mods like vanilla Mm -hmm. game they've improved so much like you don't need mods to to appreciate that game yeah although i will say this with no man's sky i still have trouble like when at least when i was playing it at the time a few months ago or whatever i had problems with the um with the navigation map and deciding which planet you want to go to and stuff like that like Mm. because first of all the user interface to get in and out of that menu is so fucking difficult. It's a little clunky. It's yeah. so clunky. I got stuck in that menu so many times because I'm just like, how do I get out? What mm-hmm. buttons do I push? Like, mm-hmm. and no tutorial at all. Yeah, that makes it a lot more difficult. They they uh, the tutorial is better now. Like they they've fully integrated a tutorial. Um, but yeah, there's still some little fucky things about that game. But overall, like it's it's a massive improvement. Like I actually started replaying it a little bit. Uh, when I started playing No Man's Sky or, or uh, Starfield, I wanted to compare and like playing No Man's Sky was just like, oh my god, why the fuck am I playing Starfield? Um, <laughs> and and I'm not the only one. Starfield actually recently saw a huge bump, like uh, or sorry, No Man's Sky. Starfield releasing bumped up the amount of people <laughs> playing No Man's Sky. That's great. And the yeah, ultimate in anticipation, probably right. It's, no, because people were comparing and saying, "Oh, No Man's Sky is better." Let me play oh, No Man's Sky. And yeah. Stuff. Last thing I saw for No Man's Sky, they they included like space uh, battles now, where you can. Oh, fight. that's that's been there. That's been there with yeah. like frigates and freighters. It is fun. Stuff. That aspect like is really fun. Is there any dogfighting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I can be. A, can I be a space pirate? If yes. I yeah. You actually can. You there can, are space you can pirates. Fly in and, yeah. 
<laughs> Which you can do that in Starfield too. Like I will say, I would imagine it's more fluid in No Man's Sky. It's more fluid. Like I feel like they need to make the ship controls a little bit more fun because it's not as it's not it's not very good right now in Starfield. Mm-hmm. But it is still fun to get into fights, like dog fights and stuff. But it, the ship needs to control a little better. I would say it feels it feels kind of tanky. It doesn't feel like you're flying in like a high speed like. Yeah, you know, it feels like it, it feels like you're piloting. What's a good way to put it? You're piloting a, a truck, or a yeah, like like you're not you're not uh, piloting an X-wing. You're piloting a fucking a you bus. Know, <laughs> yeah, a bus. It, it's kind of it, it's not very satisfying. Like even if you build like a little tiny ship that's super maneuverable, it still handles like a bus. It's kind of whack. So that's something they could definitely improve on. Or a modder can improve on. I've been playing Fallout 4 recently because I re-downloaded that like three weeks ago. Oh, okay. I have all the it's DLC good. with that too. It's good. Mm-hmm. I, I, I stopped, but for a while there I was playing it in VR. And sorry, Chris, but in my opinion, it's probably the best VR game you can play right now. Fallout 4? Really? Yeah. Modded. Modded Fallout Modded. 4. Oh, well. Caveat. Sure. I mean, that's okay. Because they, they you know include what? mods as the part of the regular game now too. Because uh, I bought it on PlayStation. I used to have the disc. I don't mm. have the disc anymore, so mm. I had to repurchase it at the PlayStation Store. And they have a section now for mods to okay. be installed in the game, just like Skyrim. So it's like, that's, that's cool. really cool. Yeah, there are some mods. I think I did like, I did I did some mods so I could do like a Wolverine build. Oh, yeah? Just oh, going okay. around slashing I, I think I'm going to download yeah. a mod that takes away the, the leveling cap. Because uh, that was one thing I remember I, I hit. Yeah. It's like their cap is at 70 or something. I hate that when they do a level cap and you still have a bunch of perks left. Yeah. It's like, bro, if I'm going to grind out to like get all these perks, let me grind it out. I mean, I know that getting the DLC mm-hmm. automatically raises what that is. Mm-hmm. And so now that I have all three of them or all however many of them, yeah. I'm going to see how far that takes me. And then when I hit the cap in the game normally, then I'm going to start installing mods. Yeah. It's so weird that they did that because Skyrim doesn't have a cap and neither does uh, Starfield. I know. Skyrim originally had a cap of 80. Oh, it did originally? Yeah. And oh, then uh, they raised that. it. Yeah. Okay. Because I know Starfield, I believe Starfield doesn't have a cap. And it, and Starfield is that classic Bethesda-style, Skyrim-style thing where like uh, you got to do the thing to level it up. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. you got if you want to be a, a starfighter, you have to keep yeah, star like, fighting. Like, like when you level up a point, right? Like your health and stuff goes up and you get a little perk point. Yeah. But you can only put it into perks that you have a upgrade available. Yeah. And you only get the upgrades by doing it. Mm. So like for increase your piloting skill, you need to kill a certain number of, you know, ships and stuff like that. How's um, the character creation? It's decent. Yeah. It's not the best I've ever seen, but it's decent. How much detail can you go into? Uh, pretty good. Like, uh, you can go on YouTube and stuff and find people making like uh, recreating celebrities and stuff. Okay. So it's it's detailed enough. It's probably on par with all their other character creation stuff. Yeah, I'd well, imagine some of the no, because uh, like if you think about it, in Skyrim, there's not as much character creation because you're picking it based off of like a race. Right. In Fallout uh, uh, Three and and Four, it's just human features, but they're still very limited unless you're doing the measurements and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I say, thought 76 was pretty detailed. But. Starfield, what they did nail really good is the backgrounds. There's like, I think like 20 or something backgrounds you can choose that, that, oh. that will like influence your character. And there's some fun ones. There's like one called Superfan, 
where you start the game and like there's gonna be a super fan somewhere in the world and when he finds you he's gonna gush over you and be like oh my god I love you so much <laughs> and he and you can recruit him to be part of your crew and he'll just follow around and simp over you I hope it's the same voice from the Oblivion super fan <laughs> <laughs> the little elf kid oh you guys know what I'm talking about yeah so yeah, if you yeah. become the arena champion in Oblivion you have this elf little tiny like elf kid he's just like you're my I'm your no, I'm your biggest fan, and he just follows you around everywhere. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's th- it's that style. I don't I don't think it's the same voice, but oh, it's man. that that'd be great if it was. But they have some like fun stuff like that. Like the one I chose was Wanted. So every once in a while, bounty hunters will come for me, and I have to <laughs> fight them. Um, so there's some fun stuff. Like it's, yeah, tell me more of the backgrounds. I want to hear more of them. Um, there's there's one. Um, so there's like uh, there's one where you start with like a mansion. But you have to pay. You have to pay it off. So you start basically like one hundred ninety thousand dollars in debt or something. But you start out with a house. There's one. What is this Animal Crossing? There's <laughs> one where you have parents. So like you can. I think you can visit. I haven't done it, but you can like visit your parents. I guess. And like, eventually, like part of that is you get a pretty decent ship too. But every like seven days, you have to send ten percent of your gold to your parents. Like it just automatically goes out. Yeah, that was one that I saw a video of, and someone yeah. was like, oh, parents? And they go and find them, and they're like saying, like, oh, we missed you, son. We, yeah. Like, we're so proud of you. And the guy's like crying, like, <laughs> in real life. <laughs> yeah. So there's some fun perks like that. Like, I didn't, go, I didn't go over all of them, but the ones I chose were like, I think I chose like one where I'm a hard ass captain. Because mm-hmm. I was trying to go off of my my character, I was basing it off of uh Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to do a Firefly playthrough. So that's why I'm building the Serenity ship. So I'm a good guy, but I'm not I'm like kind of a gray, like He's walk a rebel. the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like a rebel. And so like I'm wanted because I'm an outlaw. Um I'm a little bit of a hard ass captain. So like that perk is nice because like Basically, it, it costs more to recruit people, but they do a better job on my ship when I recruit them. Oh. And then I forget what the third one I selected was. I can't even remember. Uh, there was a third one. Oh, Freestar Collective, because there's like factions in the game. So the other one I selected was I, I'm a member of this faction starting out, or I lived in this faction, so I have like a background of being in that faction. Um, and I did that because there's two factions that are basically like... They're kind of Firefly-esque where, like, you have the brown coats and then you have the Alliance. And yeah. that's kind of what the factions are in Starfield. It's like, oh, you have the Freestar Collective who are, like, Wild West. And then you have the other one. I can't remember what they're called. And they're kind of, like, the high society, like, futuristic ships and stuff. So I'm going to laugh if they end up, have, if you end up finding a side quest where it's, like, this guy and his uh, strange little sister need to be transported across ah, the galaxy. Dude, I would love that. <laughs> I found they have some cool Easter eggs. I did the Batman one. They have a Batman side quest. Oh yeah, what is it? <laughs> Basically, you you get a note saying like, "Oh, we're from like some raiders," and they're like, "Oh, we found a secret lair on this planet." <laughs> and so you go to this planet, and and like there's these raiders trying to break into a secret <clears throat> lair. And then eventually you break into the secret lair and you find out that this lair is like from this uh, folk hero called the Mantis. <laughs> and um, like you be- you basically go through and you f- you get a little bit of the history of the Mantis, how they're like this kind of vigilante. Um, and it's basically Batman's story, is that what you're saying? His yeah. parents died outside of a theater. Yeah, <laughs> and, and once you get through all like the little, you know, the quest, once you finally get to the end of the quest, you get like the Mantis's, like you get a custom... Uh, uh, um, 
Costume? You get gear. Yeah, costume. You get gear. So, like, uh, you get a helmet, you get a um, space suit, and you get I a I am now the Mantis. And you also get a, a ship, and it's one of the best ships you can get to start the game. Really? Is the Mantis' ship. And it's cool, too, because when you fly around, and if you're in that ship, every once in a while, like, some bandits will attack you, and they'll be like, oh, shit, it's the Mantis. Uh, never mind. We don't want to fight you. <laughs> like, So it's <laughs> cool. They'll off. recognize that you're in that ship. Um, or when you like land, sometimes you'll land and you'll walk around. People will be like, "Hey, I think the mantis is here <laughs> and stuff." So it's kind of cool. I saw a video today where they have a, a Anakin Skywalker Easter egg. Oh yeah. Oh did yeah. They? Where he's like he's dead over on like some lava planet. Oh shit. <laughs> and they even have like a lightsaber. What's well, it's something in the game, but it looks like but a it lightsaber. Looks like a lightsaber. Yeah. It's just the bones. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that you can that will eventually be found in that game. It's just as it is. It's it's kind of there's just so many good games out there right now. There's no reason really to play Starfield. How big is that game? Like realistic? Like if you were to put it in a scope, like how large is the map, or how large? Because I know there's planets everywhere, yeah, right? Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure a lot of those planets are just like blank planets. They're right? blank. They're procedurally generated. So as far as largeness, comparing to like other Bethesda games, mm-hmm. it's probably the biggest. But that's not saying much because, like, there's points of interest on these planets. So, like, there's, you know, different things you can travel to that are interesting. And I would say overall that's probably maybe more than than other Bethesda games. Like, but I don't know. It's that, That's a hard – that's a really hard question to quantify because a lot of the game is precisionally generated. So I see. It's like if you rounded up all of the unique points of interest, which I haven't done, then I would say it's probably it's probably up there, if not bigger, than like Fallout 4, which I think was their biggest map. Or no, Fallout 76 was the biggest map. Is it just purely humans in the game, or are there also aliens and subhuman creatures that you interact with? I think that's part of the main story, and I haven't necessarily gotten there yet. Oh. As far as from what I know, it's all humans. And then the story is centered around this artifact, and I think this artifact has something to do with aliens. Oh, okay. But as far as I know, it's you only ever see humans. Oh, okay. Yeah. Man, there's so many things with this game that's like selling me and not selling me. Yeah, I mean, there's it's still a Bethesda game, right? Like, there's still some cool like side quests you can come across. Like, I I came across one where there was this ship that was like. Um, it was orbiting a like a, a paradise planet, and on this paradise planet, it's owned by a corporation who turned it into a paradise planet. And so when you land on the planet, they basically tell you, hey, can you take care of that ship? Because uh, we don't want it here. you know. And so you go to that ship, and, and you find out, like, oh, shit, like, this ship is an ancient human ship that, that has been traveling to this planet for hundreds of years. And so everybody on there, everybody on that ship has lived their entire lives on the ship and they were sent out um, to colonize, you know, for humans and stuff. And they're like, oh, there's other humans here. Like what? Like, yeah, we've been traveling for, you know, decades, for years, centuries or whatever the fuck it is. And we finally got here. Now we can't, you know, we can't land on this planet, you know, and these people are telling us, you know. And so basically you have to make up your face with the choice of either like blowing up the ship and killing them all. You can have them uh, <clears throat> live on the paradise planet, but they're going to be indentured servants. Mm. So they're basically going to be, you know, enslaved. they can live there, but they're going to be enslaved by this corporation. Or you can upgrade their ship so that they can jump to other planets to try to find another planet. 
but it was just kind of cool. It was a cool, like little That's side quest. Up, so they were their destination turned into some corporate. Place. Yeah, yeah, because like uh, the the technology that that we got to be able to like jump into hyperspace or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I got there before they, they didn't get... have it. Yeah, so they left Earth before we had that. And so when we de- de- developed that, we were able to, you know, de- develop the entire galaxy, um, and we we basically leapfrogged them. <laughs> and so they were left behind. And once they finally got to their planet, oh, sorry, this is already vacated. yeah, it's got to be horrible. Huh? See, that's a pretty cool <laughs> plot line, though, like for a yeah. central stringing thing, and it's yeah, again and it very just, Bethesda. It was, it was very Bethesda, and it was just like a side side quest thing, mm-hmm. you know. So there's there's little nuggets of like good stuff in there. Uh, it's just you know few and far between, especially when you got ten thousand empty planets. So you basically, know, a bunch wait, of them are gas planets that you can't like even land years. on. So, yeah, yeah. wait, wait until yeah, the modders so. wait yeah. until the modders go wild. I'll wait until they have like their first DLC drop, or when they do enough updates to where it fixes all the bugs that people complain about. Like even if it's yeah. just with the world generation, because that was definitely a bug that No Man's Sky had to deal with. It's like all the plants oh, yeah. were ugly and 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 barren at you know for the first. Yeah, what, month, and then they like redid their algorithm, so it's like okay, more variety, more colors, more whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think eventually, like modders, I don't have much faith in Bethesda, like making the game good, good. You know, like they didn't with Skyrim, but I have faith in the modding community making it good. Yeah. So, what do you think, Christopher? <laughs> <laughs> I'm falling asleep. He's ready. He's ready Skyrim, to Skyrim. talk about A24 movies. Oh, yes. All right. let's I had no that. transition. I just had a steamroll through it. Let's That's perfect. Let's, let's take a quick break and we'll get into that. Hey, everyone. Thank you once again for joining us on another episode of the RAM Podcast. Don't forget to show us some love and follow us on social media. Find us on Instagram at the rant underscore pod. That's the rant underscore pod on Instagram. Stay up to date on all the latest episodes, view additional content, submit questions, answer polls, and interact with your favorite hosts. If you have a movie, show, or video game you want us to review, let us know in the comments. Thanks again for listening. Now let's get back to the show. Sounds beating. Talk to me, Richard. Yeah. Tell us about this A24 thing. talking about Talk to Me. Yes. Like, what, two months after its release? You know what? That's okay. Again, I was like, you know what? It's okay if we put it off because we're getting into the spooky season, and this is a great... It's a very spooky movie. A very great spooky movie to watch. Yeah, I heard it's really scary, actually, right? Like, it's genuinely scary? Is it genuinely scary? I don't know if it's genuinely scary, but it's Mm. genuinely just, like, good writing and a good movie. It's a good... It's a horror movie that has substance. Yes. Yeah. It's, I like it's, that. It's not cheap, if that makes sense. Like, it doesn't have cheap jump scares. Um, I like and that. And, like, there are moments that are kind of horrifying. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So, like, is no, it... No, very horrifying, it's scary. Yeah. It's scary and good in the way that The Haunting of Hill House is scary and good. Kind of, yeah. Because okay. there are okay. some, like, genuinely, like, unnerving moments. But then it's also, like, a lot of the horror is conceptual. Where, like... Mm. By the end of the movie, it's just like, ooh. okay, it's it's great. Because uh, do do you know what it's about, or do you know anything? About I know it? there's a severed hand and demon possession or some shit. Yeah, so it's like, it's like, um, there's this the latest craze is they have this like embalmed hand that's like I don't know if they say what it's from. It's it doesn't really matter. It's like oh, it's like a gypsy's hand or something. And when you hold the hand and say, uh, "Talk to me." 
um, you're able to like be possessed by a spirit, but you can't go over a minute. Otherwise, like it could kind of take a hold of you. So how do you more. stop it? They, uh, uh, what do they say? So yeah, the way it works is that because it's like some like random high schooler or high schoolers have this hand, right? And so mm-hmm. they've been throwing parties and been having like possession parts it's sort of like oh this is the cool new hip drug or like the thing that all the kids are doing yeah that aspect and is that some subtext in the in the plot like oh there's definitely subtext it's like yeah like you know all the trends that kids are up to to get high and there's even like stuff about social media that's that side of it it's Mm -hmm. really cool that's cool yeah and so what happens is if you want to be possessed they'll basically tie you to a chair and put the stone hand in front of you They'll tell you to take the hand, say, talk to me, and then the possession will begin. Mm-hmm. Once it hits 90 seconds is what it 90 is. 90 seconds, yeah. Okay. Then somebody from the outside rips the hand off of your hand because they say oh, if okay. it goes any longer than 90 seconds, then whatever possesses you won't be separated when you let go of the hand. It'll it'll, it'll stay still in. be yeah. a part of you. And there's also yeah. like a candle. Like they they light a candle. It's, it's oh, yeah. like a whole seance, seance kind of a thing. Okay. Yeah, they say yeah. Like, light the candle to open the door, blow it out to to close it. Okay. You know, but your sure. hand is still the connecting I factor. Think you, I think it's like a two-step thing. It's like you say, talk to me. And then you say like, I let you in. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. it. That, yeah. Because like when you say, talk to me, they appear and you can see them. Oh, yeah. And those parts are like, really creepy yeah i totally forgot about that yeah once they say talk to me they see whatever spirit pops up in front of them and you see them all disfigured and basically how they died oh wow and so the first time that that happens like people automatically let go of the hand and then it cuts off the yeah the the possession so then they're like all right do it again and and they're the only ones that can see it because they're holding the hand and then when they say "I let you in," that's when the possession starts. And is, is it the same spirit every time, or is no, it a ro- no. it's a random roving one. cast? Oh, it's just literally a random whatever spirits out in the ether, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever one. It's like, like you know, back in the '90s when people would like, cr- like, just dial a random number, see who they reach. Cool. It's like that. <laughs> it's like that. It's like okay. It's it. It's so well done. Like just how like it doesn't. It's like kids being kids. And doing stupid things that kids are like, this could be really dangerous. Yeah. And when they ask about the hand, they give multiple different uh, possibilities of what it is. And you see like all different kinds of writing on the hand. Yeah. Some people say it was, yeah, the hand of a gypsy. Some say it was the hand of a Satanist. Uh You know, there's all different. Urban legends. Urban Uh legends. Which I love that they do because I don't think everything needs to be explained. It sounds like a, a really good creepypasta. It has that Kinda. quality. I mean, it's to it. it was that, done like, by strange, like strange, but but relevant creepiness. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely like a product of the internet age because like yeah. the 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 filmmakers behind it, they're like uh, they're YouTubers. That's right. That's right. I remember you telling me that. Okay. And um, and it's well, also like it's an Australian film, also. So okay. it's like everyone's also, like they're speaking with their accents. Yeah. There's yeah, yeah. kangaroos in it. There's kangaroos. There <laughs> yeah, is. There is. There is. Okay. And it's it's surprisingly important to the movie <laughs> and you know what okay. the, the cinematography and the camera motions and the shots that they oh, use very good very so good. creative it's and well well shot it's well, well produced everything it's editing and all and um basically what happens in the movie too is there the main there's two main girls that are like best friends and one of them i guess just recently lost her mom to it's suicide. like the two-year anniversary to her mom's death and it's like that part's kind of ambiguous too, because it's like you don't know if she committed suicide or if it was like an accidental overdose. Yeah, because the daughter's in denial about it, right? Or like she doesn't believe that she she killed herself or something. Yeah, like she's conflicted about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. And basically during one of the seances, I, I forget, was it her or was it another person that like saw her mom or thought she saw her mom? No. Okay. So I think she sees her mom because that's what causes, because like, it's not really much of a spoiler because you know something's going to go wrong, but that's what causes her to stay past the 90 seconds, I believe. Yeah, that's okay. it. Yeah. I would I would yeah, no, stop there with revealing I'll, I'll, details. I'll stop there, but, but it, is, it is so good and it's so like, watch it and then we'll talk about it again and talk about what we think of the ending. And for Yeah, yeah. And I would say like kind of general feelings, like it, it was refreshing. Like it just, I don't, it was one of those things like, huh, I didn't think that you could make a movie this way and it was just so refreshing and like energetic and like yeah. there's like a kinetic energy to it like even to the score hmm. like that i don't i wouldn't know if it would be a needle drop but like that final song on the score was just like dang that's a way to go out <laughs> okay yeah. okay um so it it kind of sounds like uh having this sort of industry outsiders like coming in and doing this movie was like it gave it this fresh kind of Oh, feeling oh, to it mm-hmm. like yeah. this is this is coming from a different creative place than we're usually seeing when it's you know it's, it's standard you know yeah like studio un- movie unburdened by studio franchise bs mm-hmm. like not everything mm-hmm. needs to be a blumhouse yeah yeah twenty dollar horror movie <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's cool that's yeah. cool okay sounds interesting no it does it actually yeah. sounds like a really like i like i like horror movies like that like that's why i really liked like uh you know like uh, Midsummer and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I like when a movie does something a little bit different and it has like an artistic quality to it. It's not just cheap, cheap thrills and scares like yeah. like The Nun too. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I hated I hated the first Nun movie. It was fucking terrible. Have you seen the second one? No, and I'm not going to because the first one was fucking awful. You know what? I I've seen the first one, but I don't remember anything about it. And I still just went in and saw the second one. It was bad. It was bad. But you know what? The second one, I actually enjoyed. And I think it's more, obviously, maybe it's just because I saw it more recently. It's more memorable than the Nun one. The cinematography is pretty good. Like, all the shots. Mm. It's not that anything is super beautiful and super like, wow, look at that. But it's like, every shot is a good shot. Every shot is, like, well done. I don't know, dude. Like, I, the first one, what got me with the first one was the marketing, right? They had that, like, the jump scare trailer. That Mm -hmm. was really fucking good yeah and it, and it got me hyped i was like dude this movie's gonna be horror like horrifying like it's gonna be as scary as like the conjuring like they're finally going back to the conjuring one like hopefully it's that good nah it wasn't man you know like, what give the nun two a chance then because first of all they do end up you know getting some kind of connection with the conjuring universe at the very end like as a well they have to like the demon is like the central villain of the conjuring the conjuring universe yeah but like you can tell they're not going to do like a third nun movie or anything else like this will that's oh wanna bet (laughs) wanna bet Uh, i don't think they will maybe they will (laughs) if it makes enough money they'll they'll figure it out i don't think so but you know what nobody thought they'd make a second one they (laughs) they didn't have a whole lot of jump scares with it which i liked Uh, it was definitely a lot more of like the creepiness and stuff and then for the jump scares that they do have, it's almost like a variety of jump scares to where it's not just like... Where is it set? Uh, it's set in um, France somewhere. No, like where? Like what is the setting of the movie? Not like... Oh, um, well, it is kind of two. Um, mm-hmm. There's the boarding school house in France. Boarding school? Okay. That's where like basically the demon is residing and, mm-hmm. you know, going wreaking havoc. And then in the first part, so the nun from the first movie, like the good the actual nice human nun. <laughs> She's at some kind of convent somewhere with another nun. 
And someone from the Vatican basically says, oh, there have been these series of murders, but it's traveling across Europe. So she kind of has to go visit a couple of different places looking for evidence, tracking down the demon because she's trying to figure out like, one, why is it still here? So it is kind of a direct sequel then to the original Nun movie. Yeah, no, it is a direct sequel. Okay. And basically for the plot for this one is that like, yeah, the, the demon nun is killing people and it's at that school and that school is basically like its last stop before it gets something gotcha. powerful and okay it gets stopped at the end because i for me like ha, 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 richard have you seen the nun the no nun? i no. the what, I don't is blame this you. the conjuring verse or yeah the it's the conjuring verse. verse yeah it's the conjuring verse so those movies are like trash trash <gasps> yes you don't like I the like, conjuring i like the first the one. first one's good the second one is like trash why are we why are we being apologists <gasps> no. for scam artists trash it is it is awful and then i i tried watching the third one like and annabelle four times. and whatever the did not watch any of the spinoffs shit. no me neither you know no, what i love neither. the first conjuring i love the second conjuring i've seen not all of the annabelles and the other th- side ones and stuff like that they were okay but yeah the third conjuring one the devil made me do it that one was horrible but do you know what well i mean the it was also kind of tasteless considering what it's what's going on in that one but like yeah i think what killed it for me is like like if the annabelle doll was she was in the first one and they're clearly just having it in there so they could do a spinoff yeah but they make they do like the it's the sawification of these things where it looks all grimy and horrific yeah and i googled them like oh it's a raggedy and doll <laughs> yeah. like yeah, they're they're being so like cheap and like about making it look scary, and it's like you just make write a scary story around a cute doll, and I would so much rather watch that than like the this stupid scary looking doll like doing yeah. things. So with I the mean, child's like, I love it. And it's, it's just like there's porn. yeah. It's like no, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> it's so ugly. It's lazy. It is so lazy. I think it can work in some instances, but in that instance, you are right. Like it it made it cheap. And because like for for me, like the nun, the first nun, right? I was really into it for the first like 30, 40 minutes, right? Because like you have like, oh, there's this covenant. There's this covenant and like all these all these nuns, they're gone. Like what's going on? We got to send we got to send somebody to investigate and they go and like this fucking village is abandoned. And it gave me like Resident Evil vibes. It was like, ooh, this abandoned backwards village in like Europe and this coven uh, uh covenant whatever the fuck they call them that's like you know abandoned like what is going on this is cool and stuff mm-hmm. and then like you know the setting was cool like the abandoned you know nun school but it just you know it's just jump scares and bullshit and yeah. stuff you know and what? fake outs i i will um, say of like i hated the conjuring too but i would say the best part is the nun like the the scene with the nun I guess. And like that's the, the nun from, oh, well, it's kidding? the demon, whatever the demon's called. Uh, uh, Valak? Yeah. Valak. Like, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's the only part that was like actually kind of effectively paced and like the scare was different. It was different than what I expected. Yeah. Because everything else is so like, okay, well, we're in another haunted house. Chris is snoring. Um, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Chris, Chris, ex- exactly. It was a snooze. Um, and Sorry, guys. they put so much importance on okay. the, on these, these, uh, what, what were they? What's the family? Who, who, who's this couple of scam artists that pretend oh, like they're doing important work? I can't remember their fucking names. Uh, the Warren, the Warrens. Artists. Yeah. Warrens. They are scam artists. Like yeah. it's, it's, they, they got a guy, um, in prison because they try to do the whole like 
uh, not in prison, like I think on death row because like Are they we tried to do real the life facts now. Real life facts, like okay. the third movie, the devil made me do it. Oh yeah, that's the first one where they try to use like that. Oh, this guy was demon possessed. Yeah, the, and the that's, trial, and that's why he killed his whole family or whatever. Jesus, and Christ. the Warrens are doing that to like put up their own image and like try to promote themselves, and they got to do it on death row because of that. You know what I liked about the second one though that I think you need to give more credit is the scene when. Um, the little girl is sitting in the chair with a mouth full of water and they're trying to talk to the ghost that's like possessing her or like that's clung to her. Oh, yeah. I didn't hate that. That was a really good scene. No. Like where it's like in she's in the background and it's like slowly as the scene continues. Like it took me a, a, a second to to realize it. But it's like, yeah, the shadow and her silhouette in the background slowly changes. So that way it's mm. in the shape of the old man. Mm. Yeah. Okay. No, it, it had like brief moments where I was like, OK, that was inspired. But then you have. Patrick Wilson singing Elvis for like 20 minutes. Okay, yeah. yeah. I fast forward part. And, past that and you part. have him and his wife saying, no, this is important. We have to go over there and do this thing. Yeah. And you Google it. I'm like, oh, they were never over there. <laughs> they had nothing to do with the story. Yeah. It was just, it was just weird. It was the most like, that was the, the first one. I was like, I can be okay with this. But this one was like, this feels like they're lionizing like bad people. They're just and yeah, it's the kinda whole weird. the whole universe is idolizing them, and and it's because it, uh, when it first started, it was at the height of like the ghost hunter craze. You had yeah. that fucking Zach Bannigan, whatever the fuck that <laughs> asshole's name is. <laughs> yeah, like the ghost hunter yeah. shit, and like it was like these were the OG ghost hunters. Like fuck yeah. off, dude. <laughs> this shit is bullshit. Like yeah. nah, man. And I don't I don't mind watching movies where the Warrens go like investigate ghost things, but like don't pretend like they're good people. Yeah, no, yeah. no, they're yeah, like especially hum- they're not doing them. this for free. Like they're charging people to do this shit. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's stupid. I don't like it. <laughs> it's it was weird. And the movies are bad. I, I agree. The movies are bad. But um, I was gonna say y- you you caught me off guard by saying like you know doing a grimy creepy aesthetic is not like serving like like uh, of like a creepy movie. But like mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies, maybe you guys, I don't know if you've seen it or not. Um, you should watch it. Is um uh oh my god, what the fuck was it called? <laughs> dead Dead Silence. Dead, Dead silence. silence. Dead silence. Dead silence. Wait, is that the James Wan? James Wan. It's, that is. It's about ventri- ventriloquists and puppets and stuff. It's. I like that movie. James Wan <laughs> is one of those directors where I'm like, I can't decide if like he's a big doofus uh-huh. or like if he knows he's making schlock, because that movie oh, it rides the line. It's like there's it moments the line. where I'm like. Okay. He's a master this filmmaker. Is... It's a creepy ass looking dog. <laughs> <laughs> he toted the line. I the 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 reveal of that movie is so stupid, but it's like <laughs> okay, I kind of dig this. It's great though. It's stupid, but it's like it's a fun like in my opinion, it's just a fun horror movie and there's yeah. a lot of cool like scenes like I love like the uh when they go into the backstory of the ventriloquist and she's like in like the, 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 um, the theater and stuff. Yeah. Like I like all of that shit. And I like like the final battle where he's like, goes into like the, there's the room full of the dolls. And <laughs> he's stuff. just like destroying them. All. Yeah. It's like a boss <laughs> fight with like all these different <laughs> dolls. It's a fun fucking movie. I was you gonna watch say, I'm looking at pictures of it right now. It's like I've seen picture. I've seen like that movie. Picture I don't think right it's there. that long either. It's Let's not. See. I think it's like an no. hour and a half long. It's yeah. an hour and a half. It was released in 2007. Yep. Yep. Run through the plot of this for me. What What is the What is the story of Dead Silence? Basically, if I remember right, it's been years since I watched it. But this dude gets like a doll in the mail or something, right? 
and it's like possessed or something. He thinks it's possessed, so he wants to go investigate. No, like the it. doll kills his wife or something. And or does the doll kill some? I can't. Yeah, remember. Yeah, because like the his wife's home alone, and I think the doll shows up. So oh, you're right. You're there. right. You're right. So yeah. the doll kills his wife, and then like for some reason he's going back to his family's to estate. His, yeah, his family's estate to like investigate or to figure out what's going on with the doll. And yeah. he goes to like he sees his dad, and his dad's like a old dude in a wheelchair like kind of on hot his way out wife. yeah hot trophy wife is like taking care of him and he tries to investigate the doll and he uncovers that like the doll like the, there's this backstory of like where the dolls came from there's yeah. like this ventriloquist who i can't exactly remember what happened but like it's one of those things where it's like oh this ventriloquist who was like but then some kid like made fun of her so her off. she killed yeah. him and then she made him <laughs> somehow and- she's supernatural like well, she, that part's a little weird. Yeah, she's supernatural somehow, and she like made the kid into a doll, basically. A puppet, yeah, she, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It's an episode of Goosebumps. Like, yeah, I it's feel like, a like slightly grown up Goosebumps <laughs> story. I don't even know about slightly. Like, you could. It's like PG thirteen, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I guess maybe. there's some parts that could be R, but it's, there's some gore. It could there's be PG thirteen. It's like, rated R. Okay. Yeah, there's could, some gore in it. I wouldn't be shocked if he was shooting for PG thirteen because it's like. <laughs> It's the gore, but it's like kind of cartoonish. It's it's on the it's on saw levels of gore, I would say, but it, it's because of what it is, it comes across as cartoonish. Mm. Okay, like if you were to animate this movie, it would it would be on Adult Swim, no problem. Like it's, <laughs> it's not you know it's not anything crazy, but it is gory enough. And back then, it was a different times. Back then, the ratings board maybe they did things a little different. You know, it was a yeah. different time back then. Yeah, it's weird. Like I feel like. Uh, Dead Silence is a good movie to have on during like a game night with friends. Yes. Because like you don't need to pay too close attention to it. No. You can like look up every once in a while when stuff is going on. Yeah. And it's like that'll that'll get you there. Yeah. You know, I was scrolling through Amazon Prime looking for different movies because that's where I saw The Ring. Uh-huh. And I was like, what other horror books that I have on here? And as I was looking through them, I saw some pretty like absolutely god awful horrible horror films that are like college movies like Lamageddon. Yes. I saw Lamageddon. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh my God. I saw the, I saw the trailer for it and me and Troy were laughing our asses off. So we're like, you know what? We need to find all these horrible movies and just have like a popcorn night and just Oh, that's a you should you should try I to mean, watch uh, the that's movie. a smoke a bowl kind yeah. of night. <laughs> you should try to watch one of the movies my friend was in, Justin Reno. Oh yeah? Yeah, he was in a couple of those bottom of the barrel trash oh, movies. I, I send them my few, way. Probably. I want to watch Finley also. That's another one I've been seeing. Finley. Yeah. That one is basically it I mean it's like a dead silence one. That's why I brought it up. Okay. But it's like, yeah, these kids find uh, a puppet that's like locked in a box in their attic and the puppet keeps trying to kill them all, but it's a puppet. So it's failing and it can't do anything. So like mm. it's <gasps> wait is this on YouTube? It's on YouTube. Oh, I love that one. Oh, I see. Yeah. That one's amazing. Yeah. It's like, I love seeing, I always see clips of it pop up on Instagram. And then the one that I always see is like, someone's getting in their car and then they get in a bag, a plastic bag wrapped around their head and it's like, they're struggling, but then they pull it away immediately. Cause it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's just a little puppet with a <laughs> yeah, bag. Little puppet okay. arms. <laughs> That's a, it's actually like a pretty good short. Cause it's like, it's that joke. And then like, okay, well there's still like, 15 minutes left of this what's gonna oh yeah it shifts like it kind of changes gears but i i really enjoyed that one so if you have any horrible movie recommendations i will gladly watch them oh i've got between me and richard (laughs) yeah that's a whole episode right there i mean i I i'm gonna throw one out like this is one of the most baffling bad movies 
bad horror movies I've ever seen. Um, I think it's like it's the movie that broke Wes Craven. Uh, I think it's called Soul to Take. Broke him mentally. Yeah, because like he did this and then Scream Four, and I don't think he ever made a movie after that. <laughs> He's like, I'm done. Yeah, but it's just it's it's bafflingly like awful. My soul to take. My soul to take. My yeah. soul to take. That sounds super familiar. I feel like I've seen that. It kind of had some notoriety, and I think they were trying to do like a 3D thing with that one too. But it, there's no reason for it, and it's it it makes zero sense. Oh, I remember this movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'll put a post on the Instagram for people to recommend the best worst Halloween horror films. The best worst. The best worst. The best worst. Okay. Okay. Speaking of A twenty four films, actually, or I don't know if it's actually Bloomhouse. I think. What? I was gonna say. Did you ever see Megan? Yeah, came out earlier I did. This year? Did we ever talk about that on the podcast? Probably not. I I don't think so. I would mm-hmm. love to talk about that. I maybe. haven't seen it. On our, you know what? Next. I think it's just Megan, the one that looks like a doll. Yeah. I didn't see it because their it was marketing was like so insane that I was like, dude, if they're trying this hard in the marketing, the movie must not be that great. It's a it's a Blumhouse. They, I was they say, try I to they push it. their marketing a little too hard. Yeah, yeah. Blumhouse. What happened, dude? Blumhouse used to be like fucking decent. Like I think I wouldn't say back. really good, but I would say like most of their stuff was pretty good, and I feel like they've fallen off. Well, it depends because Megan is pretty good mm-hmm. and it's actually a lot smarter than it appears to be, mm-hmm. but it's also really stupid. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> it's kind of perfect. It's Yeah. That's how it's exactly how if I felt about if it. If it's the right kind of stupid, then I'm in. But you know what? They're the ones that are also doing Five Nights at Freddy, which I know I've told you guys about. Like, are they I'm, really? I'm really excited for that movie. It looks, it'd be, <sighs> it looks like the same way Megan is where it's like, this is like so dumb, but also fun and Here's, i feel like it has more behind it than what we're seeing because yeah. that's going to be a three-hour movie so. three hour oh my Jesus god exactly christ exactly and it's got and it's got like Why? what's his face it's got shaggy i always forget matthew lillard in it matthew lillard yeah oh. what the fuck he yeah he plays the the manager is he, is he oh he's the manager. oh okay yeah okay that like hires a security guard and stuff like that and isn't josh what? uh Hutcherson or something I, yeah i forget his name the guy that plays pita yeah, Josh in, yeah, in the Hunger Games. So it's like, you know, oh, yeah. it it just looks like a fun horror movie and stuff. I just, I mean, I I will see what see what it ends up being. But it, like it that game where October. it's like, oh, this is just a series of jump scares. That's fun. Yeah. So I think the game is what's <laughs> keeping me from wanting to watch the movie. Have you yeah. seen the trailer yet? I probably did on my phone on mute, and I was like, I'll watch that later, and I never did. Okay, but well, I will watch, watch the, the trailer, trailer and let me know what you trailer. guys think. It comes out later in October. I'm going to definitely watch it when it's in theaters. Can you just send me the trailer? I'll, send you, to me? I'll send you guys all the trailer <laughs> and stuff. Because I don't even remember what the name of the movie is. <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh. The next recording will be like all spooky topics. Like from the video game? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Man, I haven't been following it at all. <laughs> no. There's like 30 sequels and spinoffs of that game. And... A Five Nights at Freddy? Yeah. There's probably yeah. like four or five I games. thought the Nick Cage was the only one that was... Uh... No, that was... That's the knockoff. That was the knockoff. Yeah. Did you guys see that trailer for that new Nick Cage movie where he's like arriving in people's dreams? No. Yeah. That's an A20... Is that A24? That I think is. that's A24. I do want to really see that. I want to see that one. We should go watch that. I want to see that. I hear it's really good and Dude, that he's like... He's in his prime really right good. now. 
We're 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 in the cage he, renaissance. You know what? He's, he Nicolas has, Cage is saving. He has cinema. never been out of his prime. He just got in a lot of debt and had to do a lot of bad movies. Fair, fair. But, <laughs> but I feel like, like this is, is his golden age right now. Like this is like peak. Like I feel like because the he's in he's living in a world where everybody is finally realizing. Okay, I how much of that. A I was about to say is. like he's finally being appreciated. Yeah. Like he's always yeah. done good, but like he's living in a world now where he's actually yeah appreciated. Yeah. No, I've so. I've always been a huge fan of Nick Cage. Oh yeah, it's me like, too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> just stop buying islands, dude. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, well, you guys got to watch Megan the next time before the next time we talk because I want to hear your guys' opinions on that. Megan is, is Nick it? Cage yeah. in it? Just no. <laughs> it's a horror movie, right? It, yeah. it is. They don't have like any big names in that movie. Oh, huh? there's no, like one of like the lab people is someone, but it's oh, yeah, yeah. There's they're like a minor role. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I'm, mean, I I guess I'll it's watch a, it's it. It's a good if bad good to. movie. Can I watch it for free? Here's the thing. I think you can watch because I'm free. already gonna pay to watch. Talk to I me. I think it's on Peacock. Is it on Peacock? It's on Peacock for sure. If that's the case, then fuck it. And I have... just I hate the streaming world we're in because like I'm looking here, it says Amazon Prime Video, but I don't see Peacock oh. as an option. It, it's on. It's definitely on Peacock because it's an NBC film, I think. Yeah. Or NBC yeah. has the rights to it, and then it is mm. for sure on Amazon Prime. Yeah, as well. it just started playing on its own, so yeah, it's on. Fantastic. And they have it as the regular theatrical release, and then they have an unrated version too. Okay. I haven't seen the unrated version. So though. should I we watch, watch the unrated, unrated version then? I don't I haven't seen that one. I think you're just getting like What's two seconds difference? more of like visceral? some gore and viscera. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hate when they do that shit. It's still stupid. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it didn't feel like I don't know. Like I don't think it felt like it messed with the pacing of anything or felt like exploitative. Like it was kind of cool. No, I I hate it in the fact that like why couldn't that have just been the theatrical release? Like who cares? It's I don't know. it's a that's a studio theater thing where it's like a choice. Yeah, it's like. This and in order know, to obtain an R rating, they had to cut certain things, but they didn't like maybe they didn't want to cut those things. And I, I can see that for Megan because it was I think it was like a scene with a kid. And I think I know that they're harsher with like when it comes to violence towards kids. That's so weird that America's like that. Like I, I get it, but <laughs> I like, know like, why can't we abuse kids? No, no, in in media, in media. <laughs> in the media they're fictional especially. kids. <laughs> Because, like, shit. Dude. Tell us more, Zach. Why do you want to abuse kids? No, it's just like in other countries, like Japan, for instance, like they have no problem depicting that in the media. Because, like, guess what? Kids can get hurt and die just like fucking adults can. Like, that's you know the what? world. You can't compare Japan because they're on a way different level with a lot of their I would say rules. most, like, that's developed fair. countries have a better rating system than ours. Yeah, our yeah. rating system is very, very, very conservative. It is. is my yeah. point. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Like, shit, dude. In fucking, I'm sure in France, you can have full on, like, penetration and the movie's going to be R. It's not going to be X. But over here, yeah. it's going to be fucking unrated. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? There's definitely a difference with nudity. Like, it's and just, sexuality. it's different. It's yeah. just, like, this country is very conservative when it comes to shit like that. But, it, I mean, it is nonsensical because with horror, there's somewhere it's like, if if you have like somebody getting torn apart, like as long as the blood is not red, totally fine. Like so the second stupid. that you have red blood so on screen, well, isn't that nope. isn't that allegedly why uh, the Kill Bill scene is in black and white? Because there was just so much gore with the with the blood in the first Kill Bill that I like don't know if it's that's true. the urban legend. I, it could least. be apocrypha because I feel uh-huh. like. I feel like it's something where like he wanted to do it this way, but then they also wouldn't have given it like the r rating mm-hmm. unless like it was black and white but it's it's hard to say hard to say yeah, yeah. 
Well, we got a lot on our plate, gentlemen. We for do. We do. We what do. to watch and get ready for the spooky season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ready for this cold weather. Mm-hmm. Nice. Me too. Nice yeah, change. Yeah. stuff on my jackets. Tune in next time, ladies and gents, for another episode of Hanging Out with Microphones. Also known as. Underscore the rant. Underscore the rant. Underscore.